0: It's All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence. We're continuing our new series we're calling Off the Road, interviews with musicians and artists sharing how they've been affected by the pandemic and other crises. You can hear everything we've aired so far and previews of upcoming features at hawaiipublicradio.org. Today, it's returning guest, guitar monster Joe Satriani, who had both an album, Shapeshifting, and the tour for it impacted by the pandemic. And we connect with him remotely to find out more. Aloha, mahalo, big uh, socially distant hugs and high fives for you.
1: (laughs) That's wonderful. It's very nice to be back, even though we're doing it through cyberspace
0: or whatever they call it now. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into the album's music, share, I guess, some stories of where you are now and when you first got word of the pandemic and how it began to impact the record and the tour.
1: Well, I'm at home in San Francisco, sheltered in place, doing well. And it's funny how half of every year I'm around the world in a different city every night playing. And then the other half of the year I get to stay home and become a musical hermit. And <laughs> as you mentioned, we finished the album right around January 1st. We delivered all the parts. I shot a video with my son late January, early February. And then all of a sudden, the lockdown happened. And we were fortunate that we had all this stuff in the can. So we really just had to stop and think personally and on our street and our community, like, what can we do to lower this curve, to slow it down, anything we can do. So while we had all that stuff in the can, we had to forget about the music for a bit. Luckily, my friends at Sony Legacy felt the same way I did, which was, you know, we've got all this music and we shouldn't delay releasing it just because it's less advantageous for us from a business point of view. Mm. You know, it's always good to release music and then show up in person. Uh, It's never a guarantee. Nobody knows how to make a record a hit. But one thing you can figure out is that I'm a musician. My job is to make music and people out there need music. So why hold it back? So we just thought, okay, this will be different. The company and myself had never tried to release an album in the middle of a pandemic, but we thought, why don't we do it? It's like perfect to escape the reality of this horrible tragedy that we're fighting against. So, this is one of those moments where you really understand what your job is, and mine is to make music for people. So, that's what I'm doing. So, I'm sticking to it. That's what I've been doing all the months that I've been at home, and that's what I've been doing this morning. And uh, I'll probably do some on the air with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's a wonderful thing. And we're excited to get to hear some of Joe playing for us. But there have been some people who have been lost during the pandemic. I think of like Ellis Marsalis, father of the Marsalis brothers, and John Prine, Fountains of Wayne's, Adam Schlesinger, Manu de Have you been touched in that way by this, this crisis in terms of some of the cats that we've lost or more close uh, people who weren't necessarily celebrities or famous, but that were in your life?
1: Well, I've been really fortunate that my close friends and family are still doing well. My family is an extended family that stretches from Singapore across the U.S. into Europe. Uh, I still have relatives on the Italian peninsula and family members here and, and in New York. And some of us are a little bit older than others, and so we're really in that age group where we gotta stay home and stay masked up and be very careful, so yeah, it's crazy. And I was just thinking, because I was talking to my son last night and I haven't seen him in months, and I don't know when is the next time I'm gonna get to hug him, I don't know. It's very difficult for everybody on just that family level and you're right, you know, when you look across the entertainment industry, we've started to lose people and it's, it's tragic. But courage is the word of the day, you know, just, we've got to meet this head on. There's no turning back. Time only moves forward and you may not be a doctor or a scientist uh, that can really get their hands dirty with this thing. But if you're like me and you're a musician, music, make people happy, make them forget for a bit, you know that's what we do
0: yeah it is and you've got a real moment to do that and shape-shifting for me it felt like there were so many different kinds of moods on this you are known as that kind of like shredder cat and the uh how many notes per minute sort of thing that that occurs when somebody like you or (laughs) steve Vai, you know is doing that sort of approach but at the same time you have these other moments they're very very touching you've had them through the years like that jam that you had written for your pop
1: oh crying Yeah. yeah
0: and this record another one we've never i don't think talked about reggae, which is a big thing in Hawaii. There's also something locally called Jawaiian, and I mean, there's a a lot of reverence to reggae here. You see Bob Marley's face everywhere. (laughs) I just can't even imagine this kind of thing coming out of you, the distinct vibe on here, the Blue River, with the connection to Ralph Waldo Emerson.
1: Oh, you know, my first experience to reggae, I do believe, was when I came out to California. I was in my teens, and I, I followed my uh, sister and her husband out just for a month or so, instead of just sweating it out on Long Island for another summer. <laughs> and uh, they were nice enough to let me jump in the car. We drove across, great fun, driving across the country. And that was the year that Bob Marley and the Whalers exploded, uh, and Eric Clapton's I Shot the Sheriff was on the radio. My sister and her husband were a reggae aficionados, so there was lots of reggae that I got to listen to.
0: Okay,
1: And uh, I always loved the vibe and the feel. And it showed me how different we are in where we grow up. And I was a typical Long Island kid. So I had my musical sensibilities based on where I grew up. So when I started to get into these uh, reggae artists, I realized, wow, you know, you grow up in a different place, a little island in the Caribbean. That's about as far away from Long Island as you can get in terms of your musical culture, you know. I know they hear Black Sabbath, uh, in Jamaica, but it means less to them, you know, and, uh, and, and just the way for me going to the Uniondale Coliseum and watching, uh, Black Sabbath, it sort of, you know, it solidifies that moment in my upbringing, but reggae was something that was far away. It was exotic, you know, so, but I was fascinated with it because I'm a, I've always loved being a student of music in the larger sense and they've decided to play the beat like this and and to lean on these chords and Mm. and to play a lot here and not to play so much there and so it was completely natural I was just sitting here in my studio and for some reason I printed out that poem the river and I'm just reading it and I just felt moved and I started to write this song and it came out reggae and I thought oh that's really strange but I just went with it I never censor myself. I never stop myself from writing a style because, let's say, I don't think it's going to work with the current album or something. I'm
0: thankful for the inspiration, so I follow it through
1: and see what happens.
0: We're fortunate because Joe is near one of his instruments or some of his, probably a lot of instruments in that place. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. Um, would you like to play a song for, for your your fans here at Hawaii Public Radio and in, in the uh, yeah. Aloha uh, State?
1: Let's see if, uh, I was thinking about that today and So I'll just play some stuff for you that I'm just going to improvise. I have no idea what I'm going to do. All right. So what I I got a little beat going because I'm all by myself.
0: So uh,
1: there we go. You should hear a good kick drum. Get me in the mood. Yep. All right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, Joe, appreciate it. little slide in there.
1: I did. I, I was trying to get it on my finger and then off my finger. I'm not sure where it went. It rolled on <laughs> the floor, but, you know, that's, that's the beauty of just winging it.
0: <laughs> it's guitar hero Joe Satriani even performing for us at his home studio as part of an interview we'll conclude tomorrow with Joe sharing more of how his life has been touched by both the pandemic and the Black Lives Matter police reform crisis. You can find this segment and everything we've done so far in our series Off the Road at hawaiipublicradio.org. I'm Dave Lawrence.